Welcome, this is G Smooth. Don't cut me off, let me finish. Back at it again. Getting back on my grind, been gone for a while. Got a couple topics I want to talk about. So I want you guys to sit back, relax, and let's go for this ride. Let's roll. African, very African. Come and step in Brothers Temple, see what's happening. You'll taste the bass flow, coming from a zero. Tell me what a sissy know. Funk a lesson is a new flow. Stalking, walking in my big black boots. Living off the earth, eating herbs and fruits. The children awake me by the mountain in the river. How you guys doing today? It's been a long time, man, but I'm back again. And I got a lot on my mind. So let's get it started. First of all, you guys know how I get down, man. So you already know I'm about to get ready to. A few moments later. Grind my gears. If you know what I'm talking about. Today I'm grinding my gears about Skip Bayless. And I had to jump on his ass. And the only reason I'm doing that. Is because I'm listening to this dude talking about how his cowboys is tearing it up in the off season. But I watch as this guy don't even support the quarterback. See, a true definition of a fan is you with them through their ups and downs, through their good quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks. It doesn't matter. You always support your team. That's a true fan. See, a Fairweather fan fan is someone that is only around when times get tough. That's what type of fan I hate. Skip Bayless, Michael Jackson, Move around. You're not welcome in Cowboys Nation when you go on TV and you throw your quarterback's jersey in the garbage. Again, it's all entertainment. Because if you're a true Cowboy fan, you're not doing things like that. You can be disappointed. You can be frustrated. You can be angry at your quarterback. But in the end, you support the quarterback on your team until they make a change. I'm not going to lie, I didn't like Tony Romo, but that didn't stop me from being a fan of the team, and that didn't stop me from showing support. The way I look at it, you got to show support for your team no matter what, and the one thing Skip Bayless did was he broke a number one rule. You don't shit on your team on national TV or social media and then try to come back and kiss ass. Listen, bro, that ain't how that work, and you ain't finna get by on that. So I just wanted to dead that situation with him because that really grind my gears when he did that. But moving on to my next grind, and you know, that's his partner, Shannon Sharp. Again, I like Shannon. Shannon is 10 times better than Skip. And I hate the fact and I hate the way that Skip disrespected that brother. But he moved past it 
So I'm going to move past it. I'm not going to waste my time on it. But I will waste my time on something that he said about Lamar Jackson and him blowing his opportunity. All because he don't have an agent. The way I look at it, why don't y'all just stay out of his business? He's not stupid. He's not dumb. This is an obstacle that he probably knew he was going to face. You going up against a GM that has a lot of experience in dealing with contracts. He's a lawyer. So this is not his first rodeo. And this is Lamar's first rodeo. He doesn't have to have an agent. He knows what he wants. He knows what he wants. He knows his worth. And that should counsel for something. I just don't like when you have, and I hate to say it, um, I'm not going to play the race card, um, but when you just have people come over there, come on the TV and talk about another man's money, let him work it out the way he's going to work it out. You know, in the end, he, he's riding. He's not budging. He ain't in no hurry. So that's what he feel like he needs to do. Now, he can't stop the NFL and the owners from supposedly trying to stop him from changing the um, narrative when it comes to the pay of the quarterback. Again, Deshaun Watson got paid. The owner of the Browns wanted to pay him that. It's his money. It's his right. And he did. Whether he cared about if it affected uh the layout of how you pay the quarterback, it didn't matter to him. He was desperate, and he wanted a franchise quarterback, and he looked at Deshaun Watson as that quarterback. And he wasn't wrong. Now, do you have to pay your quarterback Deshaun Watson money as an owner? No, you do not. And you do not have to allow his contract to set the market. So I'm looking at it on both ways. The owner of the football teams don't have to pay Lamar Jackson what he's asking for in fear of is going to start driving up the guaranteed money. And one thing the football players don't get that much of is guaranteed. So if you start coming in here and giving them $230 million guaranteed, that's like hitting the lottery. Because no matter what they cut you, your money is 100% guaranteed. There is no cut you when you don't get your money. And I think the owners have come together, supposedly, and decided, hey, don't sign him. Because I'm pretty sure it's teams that want him. He's 26. NFL MVP. He's an explosive player. Now, he's been dealing with injury. But he is a game changer for your organization. It's going to take what I call... How can I say it? It's going to take a team that just break the line. Decides, you know what? I don't care what the only, only other owners say. I'm going to get this man what he want. And then at that point, it's going to be up to Baltimore, if they want to, to match it. So, I would say you let this whole situation play out. You let the drive play out. Uh, and you see how desperate a team gets. And I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Lamar is uh, looking at. And on my end, if I was Lamar, and I'm not Lamar, and I'm not telling Lamar what to do, if it was up to me what I would do, 
is I would go for the two-year increment deals and maximize it like that. Now, I think the thing you worry about, again, is injury, but you can get injured even if you wasn't a running quarterback. But I believe he should go for the two-year, $100 million guaranteed, 100%, $100 million guaranteed. That's $50 million a year. And after that contract is up, do it again. And after that contract is up, do it again. At that point, you then maximize $300 million from that team in six years. That's good money. That's very good money. And at that point, you're only 32 years old. So if you're still playing at a high clip, you can keep doing that. And and again, you don't you don't lock yourself into a team when you're doing it two years at a time. And then if a team comes with a offer while you're a free agent that just blows you out the water, you can leave. But you know that's what I would do. But I'm not him. And whatever he wants to do, let that man do it. Get out of his lane. Stop hating. Stop talking about what he shouldn't be doing and how he blowing it and all this other stuff. Man, he a grown man. He know exactly what he doing. Very educated. Just don't roadblock his money, man. Just be as supportive as you can. Have an opinion without trying to knock him all the time. Just... Just keep it 100 with him, you know, and show the support for him, you know. And on that note, I'm done with grinding my gears, and let me get on to some of my topics. So, yeah, so one of the topics I wanted to hit on that everybody has already talked about, so that's really good. Uh, now I can throw my little pennies in, I, you know, my, I'm, I'm – I'm not a major player in any way in, 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 in the talking game, but uh, let me throw my little two cents in. And it's the Ja Morant incident that has happened and all the advice that has came from all around the league and all these other players. And, you know, I can honestly say, listen, I'm not an NBA player. I don't pretend to be. It's always a kid's dream to be a sports athlete, but I'm not that particular person. So what I can say is I'm just giving an opinion on how I look at it on a different point of view. And one thing I want to address, and again, it's just me, uh, John, John Moran is a grown man, and I know he's a young man. But with the with the stigma with always saying, Oh, he's young, uh, he's making he's making bad choices, he's a young guy. why why do you have to be why do you have to be unwise and young? Why can't you be wise and young? There are people out here that are wise and young that makes good decisions and not bad decisions. And I understand that your environment and your surroundings and your upbringing does have a lot to do with how you make good decisions and how you make bad decisions. But I think in life, everyone, even wise people, make good and bad decisions. It's basically how you go back and you deal with those decisions at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like a decision that you make that is bad, the, the, the key of figuring out are you learning is do you go back and make that same decision? Sometimes a lot of people do things because they haven't been caught and then they'll, they'll do that apology thing. But they're, they're really only apologizing. And only saying the right things because they have been caught. If they 
haven't been caught nine times out of ten. They'll just keep doing it. And I look at the situation with John Morant, young guy in the club. But when you come into the NBA, they have these programs and they kind of break things down for you as far as what to do, how to do with your money, what to watch out for, and all these other things. Now, mind you, you're going to bring the people around you that you're comfortable with, whether they're good or bad. Everybody's going to be around you. It's really up to you to make sure that you have a good team in front of you and to have an understanding and pay attention in these classes that you're getting a lot of money. You're going to draw a lot of attention. You're going to have a lot of different women and and, and different people, uh, be it men or women, coming around trying to leech. You're going to have even people in your own camp uh, that will turn into yes men and won't say no to anything that you do. I think the most important thing to me in the situation with John Morant is not the advice that people are giving him. It's not important. And I mean it like this. The most important person in John Morant's life is his dad, his mom, and his close family. Those are the people that he have grown up with with all his life. Not the NBA player. Not the ex-professional athlete that has their own choice and opinion of what he needs to do. And you may be giving good advice, but that is not your place to actually do that. I think it, 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 it sticks when it comes from someone like his father, who I believe is a good person, who I believe that needs to just take his son to the side and have that conversation with him and tell him, hey, man, this is what we need to be doing. I should have did this in the beginning. I messed up, got caught up in the moment, got caught up in all the, uh, the hype. But in the end, this what you have done, you can't do this. And I'm telling you this as a father. You have to eliminate people that's around you. That ain't good for you. You have to slow your role in the public eye. You have to make better choices, better decisions. I'm not, we're not telling you how to live your life. You're grown. You know how to live your life. You know how to make decisions. Everyone makes bad decisions even when you are a good guy. Even when you are a person that's wise, you still make bad decisions and bad choices because it's always a choice at that moment and you have a decision to make. It's 50-50. And you're going to make the decision that you feel like you want to make at that moment. John Morant John Morant just made a bad decision. He could have not made that decision, though, but he made it and he got caught. He could have not. Just like anybody, you cannot do a lot of things. If I'm stealing, if I'm trying to take a car, if I'm doing something crooked, and I know I'm doing it, and I know it's wrong, but I'm doing it because I want to do it. Now, when I get caught, I'm going to say sorry. But am I truly sorry? No. It comes at a price financially. You don't know if a person is truly sorry. When someone says they're about to take $39 million away from your pocket, yeah, I'm sorry. Somebody say, I'm going to take this endorsement away for you from me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Somebody say, you will never be able to play in this league again if you keep up this behavior. Yeah, I'm going to stop. But the key is, why were you doing them things in the first place? Because that's what you wanted to do. And when you get ignorant people that say, like Steven Jackson, that say, oh, man, leave that man alone. He ain't doing nothing. 
He ain't doing, let him live his life. No. That's not how you approach a situation of somebody that's in self-destruct mode. That's not what you do. You don't just say, oh man, just let him live your life. And what type of advice would I take from somebody that talked about boning women and spending money and yeah, man, I was out here. Woo, woo, woo. I don't want your advice. I, I I don't care for your advice. Because again, you made those choices on your own. Those are things that you wanted to do. And that's the life that you wanted to live. And that can be a self-destructive path. But when you know that it's a self-destructive path and you still do it, you can't use your upbringing is the reason why I'm out here screwing women. And the reason I'm out here doing these things that I'm doing, that's bull crap. You're doing those things because you want to do it. John Morant, again, did those things because he wanted to do it, period. When you are an athlete, you get everything that you want. You have what they call a God-like mentality. And a God-like mentality means everybody around you says yes. Everybody around you gives you what you want. Everybody around you do the things that you usually should be told not to do. They allow you to do it. That's just what they do. That's just the type of situation that he's in. He is what they call the money train. And when you are the money train, that means everybody's going to jump aboard, ride on that train, and they're not going to do anything to get kicked off that train. People on the outside just need to stay out of his business and let the family handle that. And I understand sports people who probably got their life together and trying to tell you, hey, man, this is what you got to do. Just take it from me. It's my experience. Woo woo. I get all that and I understand all that, but I believe when it comes to anybody, Jai is not stupid. He understands that what was on the line and what he's been blessed with, he could lose based off his poor decisions that he could have stopped, but he decided not to because he's living in the moment. He's being somebody he feel he wants to be. I don't know what he's thinking. No one does. I don't know if he have an alpha mentality, which is a being an alpha male, a leader mentality. Who say he's not being a leader? Who says he's not the alpha and he decides to behave that way? It can be either or. He can be following what he see or what he always wanted to do. Or he can be that leader that just wants to do that. And anybody else that's around me, do it with me. That's 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 a that's another possibility. But all the athletes that want to give advice is everybody to want to break stuff down. And hey, man, I understand. I, I was right. I was where you from. No, you don't understand because it's not your situation. I can use my experience, but it's still not his experience being in his home, being in his environment, being with. Around his people, you really can't say that we all can have things that are alike I can do that we all can do that but in the end the most important person in my life that had an effect on my life was my mom I I would take her word over anybody else's word and that meant more to me it's, it's no different from a kid listening to an adult telling you what to do but that adult is not your family he's a positive person making in positive statements, but that don't always connect with everybody. Even though what you're saying is right, you got to understand it's a psychological thing about you hearing it from your loved one 
compared to someone being not your loved one. And if you can just understand that part, then that's why I say all of the advice that everybody gives, who cares? Like, it's like, who cares? It's like the most important person in his life is his father, his mother, his sister. Those are the people in his life that he needs to hear those things from. Because he's been in the league for a couple years now. These behaviors has been propping up, if I'm not mistaken, this year. I don't remember hearing these things about him earlier in his career. I, I personally don't. Maybe it has, but I personally don't remember. This is something that's new. So obviously, as more money rolls in, as more confident you get as a person, arrogance sticks, gets in. Like, like I said, what can you tell a rich person? And someone that comes from poverty and becomes wealthy, what can you tell that person if they don't already have the mental training because they already understand how to handle wealth? Usually when you're that kid in the ghetto when you're broke, you're always talking about what you're going to do when you're rich. But you don't know until you have it. You talk the game, but that don't mean that that's what you're going to do. You know, everything and every habit that you have when you're broke get magnified. When you have money, everybody knows that. So we don't know what his wants and needs was as a kid and the things that he was doing as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Once you get money, all those things get magnified. Jewelry, clothes, the, you know, those are things you talk about as a kid. You know, and that's why we talk about the importance now. It's nothing wrong with wanting to be an athlete, wanting to have and go and reach for those things. But also within that, why not teach people to be able to learn how to manage and balance their money? That's why these things should be taught in school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to be a rich person? Make sure when you're rich, you need to do X, Y, Z. Teach it young. Don't wait for a young person to get older or get to a point where they get money young. And then they don't know what to do or don't know how to do it. Because why? They never were taught that. They're always going to basically do things based off what they see and who they're around. So if you're around flamboyant people all the time, if that's the kind of upbringing you got, when you get money, you're going to do those things. If you're around someone with structure, balance, telling you, watching them invest, watching them how they save watching them how they do a lot of different things, then that's exactly how you're going to be when you get older, even as a young person, because the family that you are raised with, you've already been trained. But if you're in a household where everything is just free willy, there is no training. And if they're not training and giving you those financial training or decision-making things in life, how are you going to know? Everything is always programmed that when you're young, you're dumb. Oh, you're just he's just young. I hate that mentality. My mentality is why you can't be wise while you're young? Why we got to keep pumping that into young people's head? No, you pump responsibility and good decision into their head while they're young. Period. Old people still make dumb mistakes. Period. Wise people still make dumb mistakes. Period. 
but you don't have to be old to be wise. You can be young and wise. That's one of the most ignorant comments to me and ignorant statements you can make is that you're young and dumb. Oh, he's just young. Like you're giving them a free out. He got time to change. No, you over 21. You are an adult. You know right from wrong. That's bullshit. Just don't do it. A choice. You go into a club. You're a high-profile person. You bring in a weapon. You out here with your shirt off. And it's your prerogative to go to a strip club. But you got to be on heightened alert. That maybe it's probably smart for me to be in a situation where it's a private situation. Because people can take pictures of me. I'm a high-profile athlete in which I have children looking up to me. A person already knows that. When you're an athlete or when you play football or any sports, you're automatically a role model even though you don't want to be one. And kids are automatically mimicking you and looking up to you and want to be like you. So once you start certain bad behaviors that can be viewed through camera, snapshot, pictures, that does have a negative effect on how someone who looks up to you might view you. Now, again, like Charles Barkley said, your role model should be your parent. And there lies the issue that I'm talking about. It should fall back on the most important person in his life for this moment and these decisions is his father, is his mom, and is his close family that he actually trusts. You think he trusts any, any of these other players just because you're NBA players or you're somebody with experience? You think he trusts you? No. He doesn't know you like he know his family. And you only, he's only in a circle with y'all because y'all got something in common. Got basketball players. Other than that, y'all wouldn't be giving him that advice because you wouldn't know him. It would be his family that would be giving him that advice. So that's why I said no matter if he's in the big spotlight, still, even if he wasn't in the spotlight, the most important person is his family. Period. Your advice, understandable. It's a lot of kids that listen to people that they hear them saying the right thing, but they get more value and they get more, more, um, uh, uh, they, they take it in more when it comes to someone they love because that's genuine concern. And I'm not saying friends can't be concerned. I'm not friends saying that other athletes can't be concerned. What I'm saying is it stops with the father, the mom, and the family that he has. And then it also he has to take the responsibility. I did it. It is what it is. I have to see that the things that I've done can affect my livelihood and can affect me and the dream that I have of being an NBA player. And I have to just buckle down and make better decisions because I could have stopped this by just not doing it. But I just did it because I wanted to do it. Now, moving forward, I have to sit back and reanalyze how I'm doing things, who's around me and how I move. I got to be careful. I can't be normal. I can't be like a normal person like I used to be before the fame. I have to move different. And that's why I say a perfect example is LeBron James. And then you look at his whole situation when he was young and how he built that team. That's, that's the model. And ain't nobody saying you can't have fun and do the things you want to do in private. Everybody ain't got to know what you're doing behind closed doors. You have to put yourself in a situation where people don't need to know what you're doing. 
You need to maintain your image because in the end, it's a business. You are a business. People are constantly investing in you. When you become a bad investment, they pull their money. They pull their money. So I just I just don't like ignorance, like the statements that come from Stephen Jackson. And I just don't like everybody throwing their two cents in this young man's life. One thing I do agree with Stephen Jackson is leave him alone. You know, let him live his life. And the most important person in his life needs to make sure that he's going in the right direction and need to stand on that. And the NBA, it's their job because they are a business and they are providing you with your wealth and allowing you to have the exposure and the image and everything that you're seeking. So basically, they have a say. Like, we'll take this away. You know, it's not a good look. You know, you got to make better decisions. You know, that word is going to always keep coming about decision-making. You're never too young and you're never too old to make a bad decision. You're never too young and you're never too old to be wise. Don't be programmed by the system saying young is dumb. Young can be strong. Young can be a lion. Young can be a leader. Young can be whatever young wanted to be. So don't fall in line. Don't accept being young and dumb. Accept the mistake as a man. Not because you're young, period. Moving on. So the next thing I want to hit on that I've been sitting back and chilling on as well is Aaron Rodgers. Now, everybody know that I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. And I'm really glad that he's about to be traded. Um, he's just not a winner. Uh, he's a great regular season quarterback. And for him to continuously have this pre-Madonna attitude and as like he's just the greatest thing since sliced bread, it's a false narrative. If you look at his uh, regular season record, this man is pitiful in the playoffs and good in the regular season. And it, and it's, it proves to be a fact because he got one Super Bowl. You look at somebody like Tom Brady. The man got seven Super Bowls. The man sacrificed because he was about championship. Aaron Rodgers is more important, more, more, more worried about what people are saying, so he can shoot back. He can't. He's very thin-skinned. Take, take cannot take criticism. Don't know how to just ignore people. Cause sticks and stones, man. The words you say, it doesn't matter if it's not the truth. It only make it look like the truth when you're responding all the time and responding to everything. Everything is not about you. You'll never be bigger than the organization. Quarterbacks come and go. Brett Favre, Bart Starr, you. You come and go. You're never bigger than the organization. But you always want to make things about you. You have to be a winner to be able to continuously talk the type of shit that he talked. And people get tired of your prima donna personality, man. Just be a normal guy, but that's who you are. And I'm not going to throw dirt on you or throw shade at you, but I'm just saying it's what we're seeing. You're you're doing it. So people respond on what they see. And that's just facts. We are responding on what 
we see. And that's what you that's what you give us. Check out his record, man. <laughs> I just keep going back to that. Check out his record. That's what it all come down to. And that's why I'm like, man, good riddance. Jordan Love is a more humble kid. He hungry. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see how he plays. I'm wishing him well. He's been very humble in this situation. That's exactly how Aaron was. And he said he wasn't going to be like how Brett was. And he turned out to be worse. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the Green Bay Packers organization. I'm glad they got rid of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm hoping Aaron the best wherever he lands. Uh, if it's the Jets, so be it. And I'm hoping the best for, for Jordan Love and him being able to be successful and prove all his doubters wrong. Because believe me, he's got a lot of haters in in, in Green Bay. Um, uh, so we will most definitely see if uh, the Packers can uh, get the trifecta, have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back to back. That would be amazing. That would be amazing if that happened. But with time will tell. We'll see. We most definitely will see. Moving on. I want to hit on another topic. Now I'm moving on to the NBA. But of course, again. And this topic is more about the play of the NBA. And I'm just piggybacking off Damian Lillard. And he changed my mind and my thinking because I used to always think about leaving a team to get a ring because that defines you. And when he broke down, like, basketball, this is my job that I love. And do I want to win? Of course I do. But it doesn't define me as a person. It's not important to me. As a person, what's important to me is my family and my loved ones. That basketball has given me the opportunity to have generational wealth. And if I'm able to be successful at basketball, but not win a championship, but be happy where I'm at, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with the bashing because I don't want to go join a super team. I'm not okay with me being told my legacy is tarnished. Because I don't get a ring. I don't get a ring because I just did win a championship. It's that simple. I tried. My hardest. It didn't work. Now. If I wanted to get a ring. And I felt like where I'm not, I was at wasn't going to get it. Then I would make a decision. A business decision. To try to get a ring. Because I just want to be a champion. But it's not the end-all, be-all for me. It's just not. And that's why I like that frame of thought. Because other players, LeBron, everybody is caught up with the ring. You got to get the ring. If you don't, you can't be in the top five. Why not? Because you're not a champion. But I'm thought I based off my play. Individual play. 
my individual play, if that got me as a Hall of Famer, yeah, I'm missing some hardware. A lot of great players are. Should that disqualify me from being a top five player? No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't at all. Is that some nice hardware to have? Sure it is. But in all these sports, you're basically judged off championships. You can be the greatest individual athlete if you don't have that gold medal. You're not the greatest. If you don't have that championship, you're not the greatest. Though your stats may say you are. Think about what they when they say that, what they're saying. If LeBron James had all the stats that he have right now with no championship, you think they'll put him in the top five? Would you put him in the top five? I would. I would. Should that disqualify him from being the greatest? No. It shouldn't because one person can't win a championship. So why should he be scrutinized? So the pressure to win rings have people looking to join up with other superstars because they want that 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 acknowledgement of a champion. They're not going to stay with their team. One team. They're going to go out and travel and try to team up with other players to get that ring. That's, that's just the truth. That's just the truth pill. And Damian Little is right. And I had, to, I had to change because that's how I was. Oh, yeah, you ain't got no ring, man. You can't. No, you know. Like I said, look at Carl Malone. Top 10 player. Just because you don't have a ring don't mean you can't be number one. That means that your team in which you were the best player, you didn't have enough around you. Ownership didn't do enough. You were content on staying where you were at. Because if you didn't, you you would have been chasing like Barkley did. But Barkley didn't need that um, validation. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Patrick Ewan don't need that validation. Would have been nice, sure. Reggie Miller, sure. Carl Malone, John Stockton, sure. We can go on and on with a lot of great players. Still great players. A lot of them is better than players that have rings. See, when it's easy to just say things, you say it. But when you don't have no content or no meaning behind what you say, you sound dumb. You really do. When you get these commentators hating on these athletes, literally hating on these athletes, always have an opinion. And I talked I talked about this before. A person like Skip Bayless, you're not even an athlete, bro. Where's your qualifications? Besides sitting on a goddamn sideline and watching the game. Where is your moment of pressure for you to talk about Dak Prescott when he took on a great defense? Yeah, he made some picks. But San Francisco was doing that to a lot of quarterbacks. Where, where, why don't you suit up and do his job and see if you can do any better? Oh, you, you figure yourself to be clutch when you're talking. 
and your talking points. Money brings amongst arrogance and confidence that you would never believe. When you got money, you become obnoxious. You become an asshole. A lot of these talk personalities, they're not down to earth. They're rich assholes. They turned into the people that they didn't like when they were broke and didn't have nothing. What about money got to make you an asshole? Why you can't be true to yourself with money? That's why I like Shaq. Man, he is just a good person. And I'm talking about how he just treat people. I'm not talking about his personal life. Just how he treat people. How he gives. Because he knows where he came from. His foundation. His background. He didn't change. And it's a lot of people like that. But it's a lot more people that get rich. Just an asshole. Obnoxious. Cocky. Joe Button, asshole. He just is. Charlemagne the God, asshole. You know he asshole when he almost got his ass whooped for talking shit. Assholes, man. When you got a platform, when you got an opportunity, don't use that opportunity to tear people down. You can have an a, 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 a objective opinion. Without tearing people down. You can ask a question. A tough question. But you ain't got to tear people down. Especially. When most of the time. The people you're tearing down. Is your own people. Why you can't have an opinion. Why everything got to be such. About. You know, trying to stop people from voicing their opinion. That's the part I don't understand. So where I'm at and where I can end my comeback speech, and I'm going to end it like this. When you don't agree with somebody, when they voice an opinion, no matter how egregious it is when they're saying it, you don't have to agree with it. You can state how you don't agree with it. But you don't take away a person's right to speak. It's a lot of people out here that speak hate. That spew hate speech. It's a lot of people out here like that. And their words are not taken away because of the Constitution. They have a right to be able to talk. And say what they want. That's just the truth. That's the truth, Bob. We have to be able to respect other people's point of views. Even when you don't agree. Even if it's ignorant. And it don't make no sense. It shouldn't matter because it's not your views. That's how I look at it. That's that person's views. Who am I to say somebody is ignorant? On what they're thinking. And how they're viewing things. And that's just a fact. 
A person is viewing things because they truly believe that. An atheist truly believe what he believes. Nothing. A Christian believes what they believe. Jewish people believe what they believe. Muslims. Buddhism. Whatever your belief system is, you believe what you believe. Who, who are we to judge somebody from what they believe? If a person believes, though they may be wrong, that the world is flat, that's their opinion. It's just an opinion. That's theirs. It ain't yours. You may know that it's not flat, but who am I to shoot somebody down? All right, bro, I don't agree with you. I understand. That's your opinion. But other than that, man, I appreciate you guys, man. I'm back trying to come back, have my own little comeback session. I'm going to try to be a little bit more consistent. But other than that, man, I'm going to leave you guys on this note right here. Love, peace, and happiness, and positive energy. Deuces. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Regrets, I've had a few But then again to mention I did what I had to do